believe uh, we should all leave here today feeling encouraged in the Lord. Isn't that what church is about? Amen. Amen. Shouldn't we just all feel encouraged in the Lord? Yeah. Well, the last the last service up there, it was an elder preaching. And I, 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 I believe this, but he just laid it out there in such a way that it ought to be our new model everywhere we go. He was preaching along there and he began to talk about the love of God and about loving your brother and your neighbor and your church folks and people right. uh, that you're around and involved with. Thank you, son. Amen. And I'm going to use his words as close as I can because he didn't pull no punches, Brother John, and I believe exactly what he said. He said, I realize that there are different faith levels of people. Some folks is going to be stronger in the faith. Some are going to be less in the faith. But he said, no one has a right to try to tear down anyone else's faith or lack of it. That's right. He said, the Bible talks about loving. Uh, if you say you love God who you have not seen, and he made a big deal about that. You love God, you love God, and everybody loves God, right? But you haven't seen him, he says. Mm -hmm. But he said, if you hate your brother, you have seen. The love of the Father is not in you. Amen. 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 We got to understand that when we was in the world, we acted like the world. It was full of vengefulness, hate, yeah. malice. We tore others down while trying to allow ourselves to step on people on our way to the top. But I'm telling you, no one has a right. No one was called by God. Amen. To try to tear down others. But we're to lift up. We're to love. To exalt. Amen. Sure. Not everybody's going to be on the same level as you spiritually. Some will be higher. Some will be lower. But that's for God to determine, not you. That's right. God's our judge, praise the Lord. Now, I'm not talking about sin. We've got to always come against sin, stand against it. But even in standing against it, we've got to be trying to build one another up. Right. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. Churches are tore down and tore apart. The devil's having a heyday in them because people will sit on the pew and think it's their God-given right. Uh, to point their finger at everyone else's fault instead of examining their own and getting a hold of God. Amen. Right. I ain't going to have it no more. It ain't going to be in my life and it's not going to be in your life. Amen. Right. Come on, I need you. Yeah. Right. On your worst day, I need you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Right. If you're coming against me with a salt that sends me home crying, I need that assault so I'll go home and pray for you that I'll be a better person. Well, come on, church. Right. Hear me now. That's right. Come on, somebody. If the power of prayer works and I have the power to pray for you, that you can overcome whatever you're going through. That's right. Come on. I stepped right off in it, didn't I? waited out the deep. Come on. Come on, somebody. We need to get this malice out of our hearts. This negativity that keeps us, uh, amen, on a level much lower than God wants us to be. Right. Come on. Amen. Amen. I can take you right now to a man that's been in and out of church his whole life, currently out of church. And you won't have to talk to him but about five minutes, and he'll begin to tell you what's wrong with every one of the church members that he knows anything about. That's right. 
But you know what? Those church members that are supposedly a bunch of no goods, they still coming. They still praying. They still praise the Lord. They understand the only hope they got is Jesus right. and their need for Him. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Preach, preacher. Good preacher. Amen. Come on, we've all done it. We've all ran off at the mouth and said things we shouldn't say. We need to get a hold of that thing. Yeah. Let the Holy Ghost take control of our thoughts and our, and our mouth. Your emotion ain't going to get you to heaven anyway. It's your faith in God. That's right. Hallelujah. I said your emotion, that's not going to get you to heaven. It's the truth you leave. It's a walking by faith that's right. and not by sight. Amen. If you're only living for God by what it looks like, you'd have quit a long time ago. Amen. Right. It's not always going to look pretty. That's right. Not always going to look good. Amen. But our faith and belief in living for God's got to be right enough that we stay the course, stay focused, be the best. Uh, you know, we're supposed to be like Jesus according to Scripture. So we're supposed to be the best like Jesus we can be. We'll never be Him. He's the greatest. There's nothing any greater than Him. Amen. Nor ever will be. But we can fashion our lives and try to groom and prepare and be everything that he desires us to be. Amen. Hallelujah to God. God. Amen. Well, let me get on focus now, preacher. Is that all right? Amen. Amen. I just want to point out some things today. I believe will be encouraging to us. Amen. If I can. That's really bragging. We met another Brother Warren out there. His name wasn't Brother Warren, but while he preached, you would really think that he was Brother Warren from Gonzales, Louisiana. That's right. I think it was too like you, but. We met a pastor from Florida that sure puts you in the mind of it. And he preached a real good message. His message was when Jesus laughs at the devil. And uh, told him afterwards, he said, man, you've done a good job. And I said, you, you remind me of a friend of mine, Brother Warren. He said, well, I usually don't preach like that. He said, I'm usually chasing rabbits. But he said, since this was such a big to-do, he said, I tried to stay focused. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to do today, trying to stay focused. Amen? Amen? I believe there's some good things here if the Lord will allow us to bring them out. Amen. I already told you to go to 2 Kings chapter 5. It says, Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man. With his master honorable, because by him the Lord had given him deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife. Somebody say, let's repeat this scripture, because I want us to understand what happened here. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive. Somebody said they captured this lady. They captured this lady. They captured, she was captive out of the land of Israel, a little maid. And then you might say she was forced into slavery because it says, and she waited on Naaman's wife. Right. Verse 3. And she said unto her mistress, Would God, my Lord, we were with the prophets in Samaria. For he would recover him of his leprosy. Could we pray one more time? Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you for all things. Thank you for orchestrating this service today and allowing us to be here. God, help us just to honor you, God, and feel after your spirit and be led by you, God. 
God, let us leave here today feeling uplifted and blessed. Let our sick be healed. Move upon us in a mighty way. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. You can be seated today if you want to be. Amen. So, I've only read just, what, four verses here. And, man, I, it's already told us so much about this lady who we don't know her name. Only that she's a little maid that was pulled out of her country and held captive. We learn a couple of things here. We learn about one Naaman who was captain of the host of the king of Syria. And he was a, he was a great man. He was an honorable man. But he had this disease called leprosy. Most of you all know probably what leprosy is. You've heard about it, read about it. But it's, it's something you can't hide. It's, if it's on your skin, it's out there. And in the old days, you know, you were quarantined with it. You weren't even allowed to be with the uh, the public population. You had to you had to be an outcast. And but it's about our spirit, isn't it? It ain't about what's going on in the world or what situation that we're in. It's about where our spirit is and the belief in the God that we serve. I'll tell you something, regardless of the hell you may be going through, and regardless of the things that may be in your life, when you have a made-up mind that you're a Christian, and you're going to live for God, and you're on a firm foundation, the gates of hell, they, it cannot prevail against the church, and we are the church. That's right. I'm telling you, you're going to go through trials. You're going to go through tribulations. You may not live in the land of Israel. You may not have a military army show up and pluck you out of there. Amen. And make a, make a slave of you. But regardless of what happens in your life, you will not change. And you will not lose focus on who your God is. Amen. 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 And that's what's happening in the world today. We're allowing our tragedies uh, to cause us uh, to be more like the world uh, and less like Jesus. Uh, and that's what the problem's going on. I'm telling you, we need to refocus uh, and get back on track. Uh, amen. Not on our trial, uh, but on who our God is. Amen. Right. Oh, come on. I'm going to preach today if God will help me. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. A couple things that are written in the Bible that we need to take dear to our heart. We need to know of their existence, and most of us probably do. But sometimes we don't always wrap our common sense nature around them and hang on. One, one thing is a very important scripture in the Bible. It says that he is one Lord in his glory. Will he not give to another or share with another? It does not mean that we won't be blessed by his spirit or that he won't lift us up, or that he might not even give us a higher position. But when it does, it's going to be because he wanted it that way, not because we have chose to elevate ourselves. That's right. You understand that? Yeah. Amen. Amen. But regardless of the situation, amen, that we're going through, the trial, or where we are placed, we all have the ability, amen, to advertise, to witness, Amen. To be God-used people. That's right. Amen. Amen. Now, Naaman was the important man, but he also had the problem. But there was a little maid. If they ever done thing right, it was when they went out and they took someone captive that had God and put them in their home. Right. 
If you've got God in your home, you've got everything. Right. You need to realize that. Without God in your home, you've got a miserable existence. Right. You don't have the hope that you hope you have without God. Right. Hallelujah. And this lady, even though she was there waiting on Naaman's wife, and she was the maid, no doubt doing the sewing and cleaning and cooking and things that, that a maid would do, she didn't lose her focus on God. And that's where you and I come in. Regardless of what jobs we have to do, things in life that we do to exist that we don't always like, amen, we cannot ever look for opportunities to do and be blessed and advertise who our God is. Amen. Don't ever let the world overwhelm you in such a way, amen, that you forget your purpose. Your purpose is simply this. You were created by God and for God. If things aren't going exactly right in your life, sometimes it means that we've lost focus of our purpose. Right. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Brother John, if I'm created by God to live for God, and I'm not doing what my Creator has created me to, right. no wonder I, I want to be a, a round tire going around in perfect circumference, but yet I feel like i got square shoulders right. and things just bumping through life. Right. It's not going to work. It never was meant to work. Amen. Hallelujah. But we've got to have understanding of this. Amen. 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 Oh, we want to. How many wants to baby yourself? Am I the only one? <laughs> I like me a cold glass of milk right before bed. Kicking that old recliner out. I don't know, it just does something to my inside to make me feel all good, though. I feel pampered. We need to take some pictures and get you on social media, brother. <laughs> my, my, my. The things we do. Yep. Amen. Yep. But I can't always kick back in that chair right. and be pampered. Amen. With my glass of milk. Makes that right. lead to other problems from not moving. Right. <laughs> yeah. Amen. That's not life. That's right. Amen. But living for God is about staying focused and understanding that we were created by Him and for Him. Mm -hmm. And regardless if we're in a situation where everything's going our way. Or we're living in an unhappy home. Or, or it seems like we're so overloaded. Amen. With all the negativity that's around us. We still got a God that in an instant can create a miracle out of our life. Right. Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I don't know this lady's name. But she was a cause of the kings sending Naaman to Samaria. That a miracle was wrong.
Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. I remember when I started off on the evangelistic field, uh, I didn't pray for a lot of things. Just, uh, you know, the simplest was what seemed simple to me. I needed the anointing of God. I knew that I couldn't do nothing without God and the anointing. I asked God for some gifts of healings and different things like this, prayed earnestly for them. It wasn't to, uh, uh, I wasn't doing it to try to uh, make myself look good or anything like that. Because it's God's glory, I just felt like that, you know, that if I was able to lay hands on folks and God would allow them to recover, then maybe when I preached the message, their ears would be more open to what I was saying. They might receive Jesus Christ more. And folks, if you're doing something for God, you, you want to make an impact and a difference because we'll not do anything greater than our work and service for God. That's right. I don't care. You become president of the United States. That ain't as important as your work for God. That's right. Amen. There's just nothing. Your checking account will never be on the same level as your service to God. That's right. Amen. Praise the Lord. It'll never be. There's nothing uh, can, uh, that can even come close to the magnitude, to the amount of worth it is of what you and I do for Jesus. Right. Amen. Hallelujah. Furthermore, did you know there's people that go through life, they're tormented within their soul and within their spirit because it's simply just being what God has called them to be. They're always reaching for the top. Their version of the top. Yeah. My mind, the top is when, when we've humbled ourselves in the sight of the mighty hand of God. We love Him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and we're trying to be the best, very best for God that we can be. To me, there's no better place than that. That's right. But in the eyes of man and flesh, it's the best job. It's the most notoriety. It's to being able to boss folks around. It's the things that comes along with the fleshly nature. That are attached to it. I don't know how Naaman got to be a mighty man of valor, but apparently he was the one. But his attitude almost cost him his miracle. Mm -hmm. Amen. I'm not I'm saving time. I'm not going to read the whole chapter, but go back and read it. Eventually, he was sent over to Samaria to the prophet. And when he got to the prophet's door, the Bible said that the prophet didn't even come out and greet him. But he sent his servant out and told him to go down and wash in old muddy Jordan seven times. And right, right immediately, that old uh, want to be better and bigger and better than everybody else, that old anger spirit, amen, that was used to leading people around instead of taking instruction. Woo! Come on. Woo! Come on, did you hear me now? Come on. That old spirit that's makes you want to lead people around instead of take your instruction, it'll take you right out of the will of God in your life. That's right. Yeah. Woo! Come on. If you're human, you're fighting it. Mm -hmm. Or it's being devoured, you're being devoured by it. That's the truth. That's the truth. I know uh, like genetics has something to do with it sometimes. But about all my family is strong-headed and don't like to be told what to do, and I'm one of them. Amen. Yeah. But you got to fight that 
when it comes to the things that are spiritual. Right. Right. Come on. Amen. Yeah. Because God wants to lead you, not push you. And if God goes to pushing you instead of leading you, you're not going to like the way he pushes you. Right. That's right. You know how God pushes? He simply steps back and lets you have enough rope to hang itself until you realize God ain't in it. Yeah. By that time, we're in trouble and we don't know what's coming next. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. But in Naaman's anger was on the way to refuse God's help because it didn't come the way he wanted it. Yeah. It was the little servants that said, hey, wait a minute, Master. If it had been a big deal, then don't you big party. Yeah. You know, if you'd have come out and hooped and hollered and smote his chest, right. oh, you'd have fell right in there. You'd have been ready to receive. But because God's way was much simpler and much different than you had planned, you're refusing the miracle of God. Yeah. Oh, that'll preach all day long. Yeah. How many times do we walk to the church and because everything's not in due order like we picture in our mind that it ought to be, we won't praise, we won't worship, we won't run the aisles, we refuse to shout, we refuse to hear the preacher all because our attitude is what we're following serving and living for. Yeah. Oh, oh my. I didn't know I was going to get on all this. That's good, brother. Keep going. Hallelujah. Good. Keep up. If you're calling, help me, Jesus. I'm going to say this. I'm going to try to get off here. If your calling is to sow discord among the brother, amen, it cause trouble everywhere you go. You're not playing on Team Jesus. Right. right. You're serving a different master. Yeah. You're not in the family of God. Come on, it's not uh, God's will you're promoting. It's your own. Right. That's right. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. But I'm thankful that it seems like those people, those servants, the ones... You know, no wonder the scripture tells us that if we be humble as a little child, yeah. that humbleness, whoo, that's going to keep us in check. That's right. And, and thank God that he puts humble people around us that have just that calming voice, that right thing to say, amen, to bring us back in check, to let us know that, man, you may be off out there in left field, but did you know God's not still loving you? And if you'll just obey God and you'll do what he says and you'll go down there to Jordan and you'll wash seven times, don't you know that's where your miracle is? Yeah, come on. Come on, somebody. You show me the Bible and I'll show you every time there's been obedience. Amen. God has moved through your obedience, through your yes, Lord. That's right. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. God does not ask us for obedience. He commands it. You know, we're really not disobedient children as much as sometimes we just fall out of love with Jesus. Yeah. The first commandment is, Hear, O Lord. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. You find this all through the Bible. Book of Mark bears it out. 
probably the sternest. Here is the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt worship the Lord thy God with part of your heart, part of your mind. No, all. A-L-L. -L. Right. All. When it's all, there's no room for anything else to interfere, is there? Nothing. Not, not my style. Not, well, that's just my personality. Right. All these things we get hung up on and use as excuses not to draw close to God and live for Him with all of our heart, it's like a wedge. We use them to divide us, amen, between us and the blessings of God. Yeah. Hallelujah. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. This was a very important and first and greatest commandment, the Bible said. And he said the second was like it, that you had to love your brother. And he said on these two laws hang all the laws of the prophets. John goes ahead and backs it up. I think it's John 14 and 15. I don't know if Brother Frost putting these scriptures up or not. I need to get that one back there so I can tell. Amen. Maybe I need to go over there because I wasn't planning on hitting that, but I don't want to miss out on it. John 14. He says in 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. That's right. Okay, so when we don't know God, when we don't know him as our Savior, when we don't know him as our Lord and, and forgiver of our sins, you know, the one that died on the cross for us, that we can be set free, and who the Son has set free is free indeed, then it's about God's love, isn't it? And his love for humanity and mankind. Amen. But when we've made the transformation, when we've accepted him and realized he's our Lord and Savior, when we've repented our sins, took on his name through water baptism, when we receive the Holy Ghost, then what determines our service to Him and what He means to us is our love and, and keeping His obedience or commandments. That's right. We don't like to talk about that, do we? Come on, brother. We don't, though. We don't like to talk about that part. It's much easier to broadcast the love of God than our failure to God. But my Bible said confess your faults one to another. Mm -hmm. We've got to overcome these things. That's right. Amen? Amen. Amen. You can't overcome by patting yourself on the head, by drinking my milk on my couch at home, sulking. Come on. Say, well, oh, you got it so rough. It's okay. There's coming a day where I'm going to stand before God, and I can't offer any excuses. I'll right. either live for him and, and please, please him, or I'm going to die lost without him. Yeah. Okay. No in-between. That's right. Amen. I will sit as a tree lies, so shall it as a tree. Where it lies in the forest, it's not going to get up again. There it is. That's where you and I are going to be. When we go out of this world, we don't have time once we're dead to go back and repent. Once we're dead, we don't have time to go back and live right. we got to start doing it today. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. Can I tell you this? It can only be achieved by practicing daily. That's right. The Bible says to pick up your cross and follow me daily. 
every day when your feet hit the floor running in the morning. It's got to be a choice to be the best version of Jesus you can be every day. Amen. If you have a purpose in your mind that I'm going to let sin slide, that I'm going to flirt with sin, that I'm not going to come out from among them and be separate, you'll never overcome sin and the things of the world. Come on. You've got to be just like the writer, what he said. He said, let not my enemy rejoice against me, for when I fall, I shall arise. Right. you got to have a made-up mind today. I'm going to live for God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And if I mess up, if I slip, I'm not going to lay there. I'm not going back to pornography. I'm not going back to nicotine. I'm not going back to looking like the world. I'm not going back to being a part of the world. But I'm going to come out of it if it does me. Some people preach against this stuff. They don't like it in the churches. And I'm going to tell you this. There ain't no new gizmo will ever replace good old-fashioned worship and prayer. That's right. You cannot replace the foundation of God. Yeah. Amen. You might use these things to add to the church. Amen. But if you're sitting there and doing everything electronically only, then you're not tuned in with the Spirit of God. That's right. You need to get back to old-fashioned prayer, hunger, and thirsting after righteousness. Yeah. Amen. That's what's going to build the church, not some new gizmo. Yeah. That's right. The, uh, some new gizmo is only false analogy, a false hope, and a fake hope. My In my God, there is no false hope. In my God, there is nothing fake. There's only realism. And he'll come into a man. He'll come into a woman. He'll forgive their sins. He'll deliver them from their iniquities. And he will save their soul. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. My, my, my. Amen. Book of Samuel. Samuel, the 16th chapter. I want to point out a few things. I'll try to move on. God speaks to Samuel here in 1 Samuel 16. He says, And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long will thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from being king over Israel? Fill thy horn a little and go, and I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehem height, for I will have provided me a king from among his sons. And so Samuel obeyed the Lord, and he went to anoint one of Jesse's children to be king over Israel. And here in verse 11, we find this happens. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Are here all thy children? And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest, and behold, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, 
for he will not sit down till he come hither. And he sent and he brought him in. Now he was a ruddy lad with all a beautiful countenance and good to look at. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for he this is he. And Samuel took of the horn and anointed him in the midst of the brethren, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. Somebody said the Spirit of the Lord moved on David. Isn't the anointing of God wonderful? Amen. There's a couple of things I want to point out here. So as well as the Spirit of the Lord came on David, according to the Bible, verse 14 said, But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. Okay, so through obedience, there was a shift here. Through obedience, anointed came to a young shepherd boy that was out in the field that had to be fetched, a young man, mm -hmm. but through obedience, anointing came in his life. But through disobedience, the anointing left the king of Israel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See how that works? Yeah. It can, the, flip, the switch can be flipped that quickly. That's right. Jesus. Obedience is important, church. It does mean something when we're disobedient, and it's not a very good thing. Mm -hmm. Does the Spirit of the Lord depart from you every time you're disobedient? Not always long life term like it did Saul, but it can for that instant and that moment, and it's right then where you can get in some trouble. Mm -hmm. And a bunch of junk going in your life that you never would have had to went through and lived through had you simply would have been obedient to begin with. God's not like toying with us. Yeah. He knows what's best for us. Right. He's not like a puppet master that wants to cause you and I harm. Right. It's simply he knows what's best. When we choose not to do what's best, bad things come upon us. Amen. It's that simple. Yeah. When we realize our folly, get back on the obedient train, everything's usually all right, isn't it? Amen. Everything comes about. I'm glad for his mercy and his love, aren't you? That's right. Amen. Amen. Be away the spirit troubled him. And, and Saul's servant said unto him, Now an evil spirit from God troubleth thee. Let our Lord now command thy servant, which are before thee, to seek out a man who is cunning, player on a harp, and it shall come to pass that an evil spirit from God is upon thee, that he shall play with his hands, and thou shalt be well. Somebody say anointing matters. Anointing matters. Verse 17, And Saul said unto his servant, Provide me now a man that can play well and bring him to me. Then answered one of the servants and said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse the Bethlehemite that is cunning and plain and a mighty, man, a mighty valiant man and a man of war and prudent in matters and a comely person and the Lord is with him. Verse 19, Wherefore Saul sent a messenger unto Jesse and said, Send me David thy son. Read this with me. Which is with the sheep. Okay. Give us a point I want to bring out. It's a big deal. How long are you going to mourn for Saul? Get your horn, go to Jesse's house, and anoint David to be king. Big whoop you do. He goes there. David's not there. He waits. Pulls him out of the field. 
anoints him. But where did David go? What? But I thought once you had the anointing, all of a sudden you're a big deal and you didn't have to always be who you were before that. That's where we that's where we get goofy in our thinking sometimes. That's right. Huh? Now look, he didn't tell him to anoint him for any position except to be king. But where'd he go? Back to the sheep. That's right. But you know when he went back to the sheep? He kept the anointing. Mm -hmm. He didn't say I'm going back to my beginnings. I'm going back to my old job. What's this anointing to me? It hadn't changed my life anyway. That wasn't David, was it? When you have the anointing, even if you're still in the sheep pen, you have what someone needs. And when God needs you, he'll send for you so you can come and give someone that anointing that God has put in your life. Amen. Okay. Woo! She right. What you and I got to do is not be discouraged while we're out there in the sheep pen, but keep our eyes on God. Amen. Come on, be faithful to our calling. Be faithful to our anointing until God has use or need for us. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, I've seen the spirit of arrogance and pride go through churches. I've seen people get mad and quit because they felt like they weren't elevated to certain positions. I, amen. And all in all, the only reason was they had an anointing at one time, but because they got disgruntled and upset, they were worried more about stroking their ego than they were of feeding the anointing that God had blessed them with. Mm. Woo! Amen. Hallelujah. My, my, my. Hallelujah. My church, this is good preaching today. Thank you, Jesus. It ain't me, it's the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost trying to build us today. Hallelujah. Don't get discouraged if things ain't happening for you as fast as you want them. Understand that you were called out of darkness into this marvelous light. Brother Floyd's been with us a couple of years now. You still got the same job, don't you? But I guarantee his attitude's different. Amen. Come on, somebody. Now he's talking about God, still laughing at them old dirty jokes. He's a lie out there. Why? Because where he's at, somebody needs that anointing that God has placed in his life. Amen. Furthermore, we can't take away from the scripture. The Bible said if we'd be faithful over a few things, yeah. he'd make us ruler over many things. Yeah. What that tells me is if I refuse to be faithful in the place that God has put me on the small, simplest of things, I'll never grow in God. I'll never be as great as God as he intends for me to be. Right. 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 Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't know what's planned for Floyd's life if God would make a preacher out of him and he'd take over this place and run for God. Praise the Lord. I don't know. Only God knows. But one thing's for certain. Him or no one else could ever attain nothing unless they feed that call and that anointing and allow God to keep continue to grow right. and have that continued hunger for the things of the Lord. Amen. Right. So I hope any of us has come. Right. Right. Amen. Amen. When I come into this day, Brother Vaughn Hoffer, I just wanted to be saved. Right. I was tired of the old life I was living. Yeah. I was tired 
of the, the sickness and disgust and just uh, it wasn't about money. I had that at times. It just right. it was just about the old dirty way I was living. Right. And I want to be forgiven. I want yeah. to feel clean again. Yeah. Amen. Amen. God. I didn't know Brother John would be preaching the gospel. Right. Oh, but here I am. This is part of God's plan, and I'm trying to do his will. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah to God. Amen. A lot of times being held captive or being in the sheep pen. It doesn't mean that you uh, have a lesser faith or serve a lesser God. That right. simply means that God is in control and he's put you in a place where you can grow and be fed and be used by him when he calls on you. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank Glory you. to God. Amen. I ain't doubt in my mind when uh, God gets ready for Sister Carrie to leave Walmart, he'll probably run her out the door. Amen. 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 But right now, she's got a Jesus. Right. Amen. That those around her need to see. That's yeah. right. You got to let that light shine, sister. Right. Tell them about God. There's multitudes come through those doors that need him. That's right. Amen. Lord, you get to the Holy Ghost. Amen. The more it will spill out. When they walk past you, they'll know that something's different about you. Amen. Right. You get on fire for God. If a king can work in a sheep pen, guarantee Sister Carrie to work at Walmart and win souls. Mm -hmm. right. Woo! Amen. 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 I don't think God does things by accident. No, sir. I think everything's directed on purpose. Praise the Lord. My, my, my. Thank you, Jesus. Trying to finish this up here. Amen. All right, so. When the king needed him, he had the anointing, didn't he? Mm -hmm. And he was in the sheep pen. They went and got him out of it, didn't they? Yep. Praise the Lord. In verse 23, we find that that, that anointing worked. They said that it came to pass that when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul, that David took a harp and played it with his hands. And Saul was refreshed and well, and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. You know, just because you have an anointing in your life don't mean that God's automatically going to deliver you from the den of lions. Right. It simply means when you're put in the den of lions that he can shut the den of lions' mouths. That's right. Understand this thing. Jesus was God Almighty walking around in the flesh, but yet he went and supped with the sinners and he preached to them and he healed their sick and he, he rose their dead. Why? Because there was a need through him for folks to realize who God is. There's a need for your anointing. Even though we're in the world, we're not of the world. So if you're trying to win people by being like the world, you'll never get the world won that way because they already have the world. What they need is Jesus. Right. right. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. My, my, my. tell you something. Those around you know who's got the faith. That's right. They may not have discernment of the spirits if they don't have the Holy Ghost. They may not know what level you're on, whether you're having a good faith day or a bad faith day, but they know you believe something if you're standing for Jesus. That's right. And when they need that spiritual uplifting, and I'll promise you there's a time in everybody's life when whether they admit it or not, they need God. Yeah. Right. Amen. We know there's coming a day where every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. 
But right now, we're looking for those who will start needing them right now. And we're looking to be the one in the sheep pen that has the anointing to offer them back. Right. Oh, come on. Don't you get discouraged because you ain't one of the souls you want to win. Don't get discouraged because your own spirituality ain't on the level you want it to be. You just hang on to God. You just feed that anointing through your prayer, fasting, through your obedience to God, and allow God to elevate you. of it? 
It's God's glory. It's not going to share it with another. Should we be using our anointing? Not for our own benefits, but for God. Right. Amen. Another time, another opportunity. You all have read the story, no doubt, where he slew Goliath. He challenged the giant. He, he took a sling. One stone hit him between the eyes. And he ran and he cut his head off with his own sword. With the giant's own sword. But here in verse 32, still in the 17th chapter, it said, And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. He's referring to the giant that nobody wanted to fight. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go up against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant keepeth his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him, and I smote him, and I delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by the beard, and smote him, and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and the and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defiled the armies of the living God. Let me tell you something. When you're letting that anointing work through you in the sheep pen, when you get out there and have to face big giants, that anointing, that same anointing that you have already proven will not fail you. Right. Right. But if we've not done the work in the sheep's pen, when no one's watching, when we can let it slide, when it seems less important, we'll not have the faith, the power, or the victory to take on a giant. thing we can do today is because we're not where we desire to be in our lifting of ourselves up whatever pedestal we put us on is to quit using our anointing amen, amen. I, I can as my mind flashes I can call several people by name and I can say they're so power packed Brother Bonhoeffer how are they sitting where they're sitting? God uses them mightily. You know some of these people. But they're working in the sheep pen. Because it's about God's glory. And one day they'll take on a giant. One day, no doubt, God will exalt them in due time. Because the Bible said that he would. Amen. Amen. But their heart is fixed. They're sold out. Whatever their work and service to God means. Well, it's being led away captive. Amen. Uh, being the maid and still broadcasting God. Amen. That a leper may receive his miracle. Well, God's got people all over the world that is simply saying, yes, Lord. Whatever my situation, I'm going to continue to live and work and be what you called me to be. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes it's really hard, church. There's real tragedy. There's real heartbreak out there that you will have to put on hold. 
but you got to power on through it. My dear pastor was laid at my dad on his deathbed. And I knew when I walked out the door, the Lord had already moved on me. For the last time I get to see him alive. But he said, son, you got to go over to church. you got to be there for the people. I had to carry my anointing, what I was called to do, yeah. what he had told me to do. I still a lot of times don't think I've ever got to mourn for my loss because I've tried to go on with my calling. But if one thing he ever taught me, it's God and the anointing of the church that matters. Right. Everything else will fall into place right. and take care of itself. But you've got to be obedient to God. You gotta let that anointing power you and lead you to impact and help the lives of others while doing your best to build the kingdom of God. Right. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I've been so fortunate, so blessed to have great men of God in my life. Amen. People of God like you, men of God like my dad. Lord, no, I needed that, Sister Robin. I lived half of my life in the world. I wasn't around godly people. And so when it come time to get in the church, Lord blessed me so richly. would put me with folks who would love me, pray for me, show me how to live for God, encourage me to do what was right instead of wrong. And folks, that's the type of person we all need to be in God. Yeah. We've got to find that 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 desire that only comes from the Lord, that God-given desire, amen, to not only be the best we could be, but to be the best help for others to change their life. Amen. That they can let their light shine, amen, to have a more impact on others. There'll always be a church. The gates of hell's not going to prevail against the church. There's going to be those that are saved. There's going to be those that are lost. We have got to choose to be saved. Amen? Amen. Amen. We can't fall in love with the things of this world, with the things of flesh in such a great way that it robs our spirituality or our love for God and truth. Amen. My, my, my. Hallelujah. I feel God in a special way today in this place. I don't know what the service has been like to you, but my, 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 I feel like God has really visited me Thank here today Jesus. in this place. Let's give him a hand clap for prayer.
few things here today the Lord's been dealing with me about. Hopefully, uh, we should all leave here today feeling encouraged in the Lord. Isn't that what church is about? Amen. Amen. Shouldn't we just all feel encouraged in the Lord? Yeah. Well, the last the last service up there it was an elder preaching. I, 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 I believe this, but he just laid it out there in such a way that it ought to be our new model everywhere we go. He was preaching along there, and he began to talk about the love of God and about loving your brother and your neighbor and your church folks and people right. uh, that you're around and involved with. Thanks, son. Amen. And I'm going to use his words as close as I can because he didn't pull no punches, Brother John, and I believe exactly what he said. He said, I realize that there are different faith levels of people. Some folks is going to be stronger in the faith. Some are going to be less in the faith. But he said, no one has a right to try to tear down anyone else's faith or lack of it. That's right. He said, the Bible talks about loving. Uh, if you say you love God who you have not seen, and he made a big deal about that. You love God, you love God, and everybody loves God, right? But you haven't seen him, he says. Mm -hmm. But he said, if you hate your brother, you have seen. The love of the Father is not in you. Amen. Right. Amen. We got to understand that when we was in the world, we acted like the world. It was full of vengefulness, hate, yeah. malice. We tore others down while trying to allow ourselves to step on people on our way to the top. But I'm telling you, no one has a right. No one was called by God, amen, to try to tear down others. That's right. amen. But we're to lift up, we're to love, to exalt, amen. Right. Sure, not everybody's going to be on the same level as you spiritually. Some will be higher, some will be lower. But that's for God to determine, not you. That's right. God's our judge, praise the Lord. Now, I'm not talking about sin. We've got to always come against sin, stand against it. But even in standing against it, we've got to be trying to build one another up. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. Churches are tore down and tore apart. The devil's having a heyday in them because people will sit on the pew and think it's their God-given right. Uh, to point their finger at everyone else's fault instead of examining their own and getting a hold of God. Amen. Right. I ain't going to have it no more. It ain't going to be in my life and it's not going to be in your life. Amen. Right. Come on, I need you. Yeah. Right. On your worst day, I need you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Right. If you're coming against me with assault that sends me home crying, I need that assault so I'll go home and pray for you that I'll be a better person. Come on. Well, come on, church. Right. Hear me now. Right. Come on, somebody. Yeah. If the power of prayer works and I have the power to pray for you, that you can overcome whatever you're going through. Right. right. Yeah. Come on. I, I stepped right off in it, didn't I? I waited out the deep. Come, Come on. on. Come on, somebody. Right. We need to get this maliceness out of our hearts. That's this right. negativity that keeps us, uh, amen, on a level much lower than God wants us to be. Right. Come on. Amen. Right. I can take you right now to a man that's been in and out of church his whole life, currently out of church. And you won't have to talk to him but about five minutes, 
And he'll begin to tell you what's wrong with every one of the church members that he knows anything about. That's right. But you know what? Those church members that are supposedly a bunch of no goods, they still coming. They still praying. They still praise the Lord. They understand the only hope they got is Jesus right. and their need for him. Preach, preacher, good preacher. Amen. Come on, we've all done it. We've all ran off at the mouth and said things we shouldn't say. We need to get a hold of that thing. Let the Holy Ghost take control of our thoughts and our, our mouth. Your emotion ain't going to get you to heaven anyway. It's your faith in God. That's right. Hallelujah. I said your emotion, that's not going to get you to heaven. It's the truth you leave. It's a walking by faith right. and not by sight. Right. If you're only living for God by what it looks like, you'd have quit a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Amen. Right. It's not always going to look pretty. That's right. Not always going to look good. Amen. But our faith and belief in living for God's got to be right enough that we stay the course, stay focused, be the best. Uh, you know, we're supposed to be like Jesus according to Scripture. So we're supposed to be the best like Jesus we can be. We'll never be him. He's the greatest. There's nothing any greater than him. Amen. Nor ever will be. Amen. But we can fashion our lives and try to groom and prepare and be everything that he desires us Amen. to be. Amen. Hallelujah to God. God. Amen. Well, let me get on focus now. Praise you. Is that all right? Amen. Amen. I just want to point out some things today. I believe it will be encouraging to us. As a matter of fact, that's really bragging. We met another Brother Warren out there. His name wasn't Brother Warren, but while they preached, you would really think that he was Brother Warren from Gonzales, Louisiana. Right. I didn't think they was too like you, but we met a pastor from Florida that sure puts you in the mind of it. And he preached a real good message. His message was, when Jesus laughs at the devil, and uh, told him afterwards, he said, man, you've done a good job. And I said, you, you remind me of a friend of mine, Brother Warren, he said, well, I usually don't preach like that. He said, I'm usually chasing rabbits. But he said, since this was such a big to-do, he said, I tried to stay focused. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to do today, trying to stay focused. Amen? Amen. I believe there's some good things here for the Lord will allow us to bring them out. Amen. I already told you to go to 2 Kings chapter 5. This is now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man. With his master honorable, because by him the Lord had given him deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife. Somebody say, let's repeat this scripture, because I want us to understand what happened here. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive. Somebody say they captured this lady. They captured this lady. She was captive out of the land of Israel, a little maid. And then you might say she was forced into slavery because it says, and she waited on Naaman's wife. Right. Verse 3. And she said unto her mistress, Would God, my Lord, we were with the prophets in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. Could we pray one more time? Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you for all things. 
Thank you for orchestrating this service today and allowing us to be here. God, help us just to honor you, God, and feel after your spirit and be led by you, God. God, let us leave here today feeling uplifted and blessed. Let our sick be healed. Move upon us in a mighty way. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. You can be seated today if you want to be. Amen. So I've only read just, what, four verses here. And, man, I, it's already told us so much about this lady who we don't know her name. Only that she's a little maid that was pulled out of her country and held captive. We learn a couple of things here. We learn about one Naaman who was captain of the host of the king of Syria. And he was a, he was a great man. And he was an honorable man. But he had this disease called leprosy. Most of you all know probably what leprosy is. You've heard about it, read about it. But it's it's something you can't hide. It's If it's on your skin, it's out there. And in the old days, you know, you were quarantined with it. You weren't even allowed to be with the uh, the public population. You had to you had to be an outcast. And but it's about our spirit, isn't it? It ain't about what's going on in the world or what situation that we're in. It's about where our spirit is and the belief in the God that we serve. I'll tell you something, regardless of the hell you may be going through, and regardless of the things that may be in your life, when you have a made up mind that you're a Christian, and you're going to live for God, and you're on a firm foundation, the gates of hell, they, it cannot prevail against the church, and we are the church. That's right. I'm telling you, you're going to go through trials. You're going to go through tribulations. You may not live in the land of Israel. You may not have a military army show up and pluck you out of there. Amen. And make a, make a slave of you. But regardless of what happens in your life, you will not change. And you will not lose focus on who your God is. Amen. 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 And that's what's happening in the world today. We're allowing our tragedies uh, to cause us uh, to be more like the world uh, and less like Jesus. Uh, and that's what the problem's going on, I'm telling you. We need to refocus uh, and get back on track. Uh, amen. Not on our trial, uh, but on who our God is. Amen. Right. Oh, come on. I'm going to preach today if God help me. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. A couple things that are written in the Bible that we need to take dear to our heart. We need to know of their existence, and most of us probably do. But sometimes we don't always wrap our common sense nature around them and hang on. One, one thing is a very important scripture in the Bible. It says that he is one Lord and his glory will he not give to another or share with another. It does not mean that we won't be blessed by his spirit or that he won't lift us up, or that he might not even give us a higher position. But when it does, it's going to be because he wanted it that way, not because we have chose to elevate ourselves. That's right. You understand that? Yeah. Amen. Amen. But regardless of the situation, amen, that we're going through, the trial, or where we are placed, we all have the ability, amen, to advertise, to witness, Amen. To be God used people. That's right. Amen. Amen. Now, Naaman was the important man, but he also had the problem. 
But there was a little maid. If they ever done thing right, it was when they went out and they took someone captive that had God and put them in their home. Right. If you got God in your home, you've got everything. Right. You need to realize that. Without God in your home, you've got a miserable existence. Right. You don't have the hope that you hope you have without God. Hallelujah. And this lady, even though she was there waiting on Naaman's wife, and she was the maid, no doubt doing the sewing and cleaning and cooking and things that, that a maid would do, she didn't lose her focus on God. Amen. And that's where you and I come in. Regardless of what jobs we have to do, things in life that we do to exist that we don't always like, Amen. We cannot ever look for opportunities to do and be blessed and advertise who our God is. Amen. Don't ever let the world overwhelm you in such a way, amen, that you forget your purpose. Your purpose is simply this. You were created by God and for God. If things aren't going exactly right in your life, sometimes it means that we've lost focus of our purpose. Amen. Brother John, if I'm created by God to live for God and I'm not doing what my creator has created me to, right. no wonder I, I want to be a, a round tire going around in perfect circumference, but yet I feel like i got square shoulders right. and things just bumping through life. Right. It's not going to work. It never was meant to work. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Come on. But we've got to have understanding of this. Amen. 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 Baby yourself. Am I the only one? <laughs> I like me a cold glass of milk right before bed. Kicking that old recliner out. I don't know, it just does something to my inside to make me feel all good. No, I feel pampered.
What's your words? What's your wisdom? What's your knowledge of God? Uh, amen. What kind of a rejoicement? Uh, amen. What kind of an advertisement uh, is it going to be for the gospel of Jesus Christ? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. I remember when I started off on the evangelistic field, uh, I didn't pray for a lot of things. Just, uh, you know, the simplest was what seemed simple to me. I needed the anointing of God. I knew that I couldn't do nothing without God and the anointing. I asked God for some gifts of healings and different things like this, prayed earnestly for him. It wasn't to, uh, uh, I wasn't doing it to try to uh, make myself look good or anything like that. Because it's God's glory, I just felt like that, you know, that if I was able to lay hands on folks and God would allow them to recover, then maybe when I preached the message, their ears would be more open to what I was saying. They might receive Jesus Christ more. And folks, if you're doing something for God, you want to make an impact and a difference because we'll not do anything greater than our work and service for God. That's right. I don't care. You become president of the United States. That ain't as important as your work for God. That's right. Amen. Just nothing. Your checking account will never be on the same level as your service to God. That's right. Amen. Praise the Lord. It'll never be. There's nothing. Uh, can, uh, that can even come close to the magnitude, to the amount of worth it is of what you and I do for Jesus. Right. Amen. Hallelujah. Furthermore, did you know there's people that go through life, they're tormented within their soul and within their spirit because it's simply just being what God has called them to be. They're always reaching for the top. Their version of the top. Yeah. My mind, the top is when, when we've humbled ourselves in the sight of the mighty hand of God. We love Him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and we're trying to be the best, very best for God that we can be. To me, there's no better place than that. That's right. But in the eyes of man and flesh, it's the best job. It's the most notoriety. It's the being able to boss folks around. It's the things that comes along with the fleshly nature. That are attached to it. I don't know how Naaman got to be a mighty man of valor, but apparently he was the one. But his attitude almost cost him his miracle. Mm -hmm. Amen. I'm not I'm saving time. I'm not going to read the whole chapter, but go back and read it. Eventually, he was sent over to Samaria to the prophet. And when he got to the prophet's door, the Bible said that the prophet didn't even come out and greet him. But he sent his servant out and told him to go down and wash in old muddy Jordan seven times. And right, right immediately, that old uh, want to be better and bigger and better than everybody else, that old anger spirit, amen, that was used to leading people around instead of taking instruction. Right. Woo! Come on. Woo! Come on, did you hear me now? Come on. That old spirit that makes you want to lead people around instead of take your instruction, it'll take you right out of the will of God in your life. That's right. Yeah. Woo! Come on. If you're human, you're fighting it. Mm -hmm. Or it's been devoured, you're being devoured by it. That's the truth. That's the truth. I know uh, 
Well, genetics has something to do with it sometimes. But about all my family strong-headed and don't like to be told what to do, and I'm one of them. Amen. Yeah. But you got to fight that when it comes to the things that are spiritual. Amen? Because God wants to lead you, not push you. That's right. Amen. Woo! Come on, somebody. And if God goes to pushing you instead of leading you, you're not going to like the way he pushes you. That's right. You know how God pushes? He simply steps back and lets you have enough rope to hang itself until you realize God ain't in it. By that time, we're in trouble and we don't know what's coming next. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Praise right. God. But in Naaman's anger was on the way to refuse God's help because it didn't come the way he wanted it. Yeah. It was the little servants that said, hey, wait a minute, Master. If it had been a big deal, that don't you big party, yeah. you know, if you'd have come out and hooped and hollered and smote his chest, Oh, you'd have fell right in there. You'd have been ready to receive. But because God's way was much simpler and much different than you had planned, you're refusing the miracle of God. Yeah. Oh, that'll preach all day long. Yeah. How many times do we walk in the church and because everything's not in due order, like we picture in our mind that it ought to be, we won't praise, we won't worship, we won't run the aisles, we refuse to shout, we refuse to hear the preacher, all because our attitude is what we're following, serving, and living for. Yeah, there it is. Oh my, I didn't know I was going to get on all this. If you're calling, help me, Jesus. I won't say this. I'm gonna try to get off here. <laughs> if your calling is to sow discord among a brother, hey man, it causes trouble everywhere you go. You're not playing on Team Jesus. Right. right. You're serving a different master. Yeah. You're not in the family of God. Come on, it's not uh, God's will you're promoting. It's your own. Right. Right. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. But I'm thankful that it seems like those people, those servants, the ones, you don't know, no wonder the scripture tells us that if we'd be humble as a little child, yeah. that humbleness, whoo, that's going to keep us in check. That's right. And thank God that he puts humble people around us that have just that calming voice, that right thing to say, amen, to bring us back in check, to let us know that, man, you may be off out there in left field, but did you know God's not still loving you? And if you'll just obey God and you'll do what he says and you'll go down there to Jordan and you'll wash seven times, don't you know that's where your miracle is? Yeah, come on. Come on, somebody. You show me the Bible and I'll show you every time there's been obedience. Amen. God has moved through your obedience, through your yes, Lord. That's right. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. God does not ask us for obedience. He commands it. You know, we're really not disobedient children as much as sometimes we just fall out of love with Jesus. 
The first commandment is here, O Lord. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. You find this all through the Bible. Book of Mark bears it out. Probably the sternest. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt worship the Lord thy God with part of your heart. Part of your mind. No, all. A-L-L. -L. Right. All. When it's all, there's no room for anything else to interfere, is there? Nothing. Not, not my style. Not, well, that's just my personality. Right. All these things we get hung up on and use as excuses not to draw close to God and live for Him with all of our heart, it's like a wedge. We use them to divide us, amen, between us and the blessings of God. Yeah. Hallelujah. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. This was a very important and first and greatest commandment, the Bible said. And he said the second was like it, that you had to love your brother. Mm -hmm. And he said on these two laws hang all the laws of the prophets. John goes ahead and backs it up. I think it's John 14 and 15. I don't know if Brother Frost put any scriptures up or not. I need to get that one back there so I can tell. Amen. Maybe I need to go over there because I wasn't planning on hitting that, but I don't want to miss out. John 14. He says in 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. That's right. Okay, so when we don't know God, when we don't know him as our Savior, when we don't know him as our Lord and, and forgiver of our sins, you know, the one that died on the cross for us, that we can be set free, and who the Son has set free is free indeed, then it's about God's love, isn't it? And his love for humanity and mankind. Amen. But when we've made the transformation, when we've accepted him and realized he's our Lord and Savior, when we've repented our sins, took on his name through water baptism, when we receive the Holy Ghost, then what determines our service to Him and what He means to us is our love and, and keeping His obedience or commandments. That's right. We don't like to talk about that, do we? Come on, brother. We don't, though. We don't like to talk about that part. It's much easier to broadcast the love of God than our failure to God. But my Bible said confess your faults one to another. Mm -hmm. We've got to overcome these things. That's right. Amen? Amen. Amen. You can't overcome by patting yourself on the head, by drinking my milk on my couch at home, sulking. Come on. You say, well, all you got is so rough. It's okay. There's coming a day where I'm going to stand before God, and I can't offer any excuses. I'll right. either live for him and, and please, please him, or I'm going to die lost without him. Yeah. Right. No in-between. That's right. Amen. I will say as a tree lies, so shall it as a tree. Where it lies in the forest, it's not going to get up again. There it is. That's where you and I are going to be. When we go out of this world, we don't have time once we're dead to go back and repent. Once we're dead, we don't have time to go back and live right. we got to start doing it today. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. Can I tell you this? It can only be achieved 
by practicing daily. That's right. The Bible says to pick up your cross and follow me daily. Every day when your feet hit the floor running in the morning, it's got to be a choice to be the best version of Jesus you can be every day. If you have a purpose in your mind that I'm going to let sin slide, that I'm going to flirt with sin, that I'm not going to come out from among them and be separate, you'll never overcome sin and the things of the world. Right. Right. Come on. You've got to be just like the writer, what he said. He said, let not my enemy rejoice against me, for when I fall, I shall arise. Right. You've got to have a made-up mind today. I'm going to live for God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And if I mess up, if I slip, I'm not going to lay there. I'm not going back to pornography. I'm not going back to nicotine. I'm not going back to looking like the world. I'm not going back to being a part of the world. But I'm going to come out of it. If it drops me today, it ain't going to get me tomorrow. I'm coming out of it. somebody. Amen. One day's living in sin, one day's failure shouldn't determine the rest of your life. I'm telling you, every day, amen, when the light shines, every morning when God wakes you up, new mercy begins, but new ambition in Christ should begin as well. Right. Try to get back on the message. I feel the Holy Ghost today, church. Amen. Isn't he a good God? Amen. Somebody give him a hand clap of praise. I can throw this little side note in here and then get right back on the message quickly. You know, the church has evolved in a lot of ways. We've got all these technologies, electronics. Some people preach against this stuff, they don't like it in the churches. And I'm going to tell you this, there ain't no new gizmo will ever replace good old-fashioned worship and prayer. That's right. You cannot replace the foundation of God. Yeah. Amen. You might use these things to add to the church. Amen. But if you're sitting there and doing everything electronically only, then you're not tuned in with the Spirit of God. That's right. You need to get back to old-fashioned prayer, hunger, and thirsting after righteousness. Yeah. Amen. That's what's going to build the church. Not some new gizmo. That's right. Some new gizmo is only false analogy, a false hope, and a fake hope. My in my God, there is no false hope. In my God, there is nothing fake. There's only realism. And He'll come into a man. He'll come into a woman. He'll forgive their sins. He'll deliver them from their iniquities. And He will save their soul. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. My my my. Amen. Book of Samuel. Book of Samuel, the 16th chapter. I want to point out a few things. I'll try to move on. God speaks to Samuel here in 1 Samuel 16. He says, And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long will thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from being king over Israel? Fill thy horn of oil and go, and I will send thee to just leave the Bethlehem hide, for I will have provided me a king from among his sons. And so Samuel obeyed the Lord, and he went to anoint one of Jesse's children to be king over Israel. And here in verse 11, we find this happens. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Are here all thy children? And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest 
And behold, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for he will not sit down till he come hither. And he sent and he brought him in. Now he was a ruddy lad with all a beautiful countenance and good to look at. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for he this is he. And Samuel took of a horn and anointed him in the midst of the brethren, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. Somebody said the Spirit of the Lord moved on David. Isn't the anointing of God wonderful? Amen. There's a couple of things I want to point out here. So as well as the Spirit of the Lord came on David, according to the Bible, verse 14 said, But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. Okay, so through obedience, there was a shift here. Through obedience, anointed came to a young shepherd boy that was out in the field that had to be fetched, a young man, mm-hmm. but through obedience, anointing came in his life. But through disobedience, the anointing left the king of Israel. Mm-hmm. See how that works? Yeah. It can, the, flip, the switch can be flipped that quickly. That's right. Jesus. Obedience is important, church. It does mean something when we're disobedient, and it's not a very good thing. Mm -hmm. Does the Spirit of the Lord depart from you every time you're disobedient? Not always long life term like it did Saul, but it can for that instant and that moment, and it's right then when you can get in some trouble. Mm -hmm. And a bunch of junk going on your life that you never would have had to went through and lived through had you simply would have been obedient to begin with. That's right. God's not like toying with us. Yeah. He knows what's best for us. Right. He's not like a puppet master that wants to cause you and I harm. Right. It's simply he knows what's best. When we choose not to do what's best, bad things come upon us. Amen. Right. It's that simple. Yeah. Yep. When we realize our folly, get back on the obedient train, everything's usually all right, isn't it? Amen. Everything comes back. I'm glad for his mercy and his love, aren't you? That's right. Amen. He must be away the spirit troubled him. And Saul's servant said unto him, Now an evil spirit from God troubleth thee. Let our Lord now command thy servant, which are before thee, to seek out a man who is cunning, player on a harp, and it shall come to pass that an evil spirit from God is upon thee, that he shall play with his hands, and thou shalt be well. Somebody say, Anointing matters. Anointing matters. Verse 17, And Saul said unto his servant, Provide me now a man that can play well and bring him to me. Then answered one of the servants and said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse the Bethlehemite that is cunning and playing and a mighty, man, a mighty valiant man and a man of war and prudent in matters and a comely person and the Lord is with him. Verse 19, Wherefore Saul sent a messenger unto Jesse and said, Send me David thy son. Read this with me. Which is with the sheep. Okay. Give us a point I want to bring out. It's a big deal. How long are you going to mourn for Saul? 
get your horn, go to Jesse's house, anoint David to be king. Big whoop you do. He goes there, David's not there, he waits, pulls him out of the field, anoints him. But where did David go? What? But I thought once you had the anointing, all of a sudden you're a big deal and you didn't have to always be who you were before that. That's where we that's where we get goofy in our thinking sometimes. That's right. Huh? Now look, he didn't tell him to anoint him for any position except to be king. But where'd he go? Back to the sheep. That's right. But you know when he went back to the sheep, he kept the anointing. Mm -hmm. He didn't say, I'm going back to my beginnings. I'm going back to my old job. What's this anointing to me? It hadn't changed my life anyway. That wasn't David, was it? When you have the anointing, even if you're still in the sheep pen, you have what someone needs. And when God needs you, he'll send for you so you can come and give someone that anointing that God has put in your life. Amen. Amen. Woo! Right. What you and I got to do is not be discouraged while we're out there in the sheep pen, but keep our eyes on God. Amen. Come on, be faithful to our calling. Right. Be faithful to our anointing until God has use or need for us. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, I've seen the spirit of arrogance and pride go through churches. I've seen people get mad and quit because they felt like they weren't elevated to certain positions. I, amen. And all in all, the only reason was they had an anointing at one time, but because they got disgruntled and upset, they were worried more about stroking their ego than they were of feeding the anointing that God had blessed them with. Mm -hmm. Woo! Hallelujah. My, my, my. Hallelujah. My church, this is good preaching today. Thank you, Jesus. It ain't me, that's the Holy Ghost. That's right. It's the Holy Ghost trying to build us today. That's right. Hallelujah. Don't get discouraged if things ain't happening for you as fast as you want them. Understand that you were called out of darkness into this marvelous light. Brother Floyd's been with us a couple of years now. You still got the same job, don't you? But I guarantee his attitude's different. Amen. Come on, somebody. Now he's talking about God, still laughing at them old dirty jokes. He's a liar out there. Why? Because where he's at, somebody needs that anointing that God has placed in his life. Amen. Amen. Furthermore, we can't take away from the scripture. The Bible said if we'd be faithful over a few things, yeah. he'd make us ruler over many things. Yeah. What that tells me is if I refuse to be faithful in the place that God has put me on the small, simplest of things, I'll never grow in God. I'll never be the greatest God as he intends for me to be. Right. 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 Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't know what's planned for Floyd's life if God would make a preacher out of him and get take over this place and run for God. Praise the Lord. I don't know. Only God knows, but one thing's for certain. Him or no one else could ever attain nothing unless they feed that call and that anointing and allow God to keep continue to grow right. and have that continued hunger for the things of the Lord. Amen. That's right. the only hope any of us has got. Right. Amen. Amen. 
When I come into this day, Brother Bonhoeffer, I just wanted to be saved. Right. I was tired of the old life I was living. Yeah. I was tired of the, the sickness and disgust. It just uh, it wasn't about money. I had that at times. It just it was just about the old dirty way I was living. Right. And I want to be forgiven. I wanted yeah. to feel clean again. Yeah. Amen. I didn't know Brother John would be preaching the gospel. Right. Oh, but here I am. This is part of God's plan, and I'm trying to do His will. Amen. Hallelujah to God. Amen. A lot of times being held captive or being in the sheep pen, it doesn't mean that you uh, have a lesser faith or serve a lesser God. That simply means that God is in control and he's put you in a place where you can grow and be fed and be used by him when he calls on you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank Glory you. Glory to God. Amen. Ain't doubt in my mind when uh, God gets ready for Sister Carrie to leave Walmart, he'll probably run her out the door. Amen. 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 But right now she's got a Jesus. Right. Amen. That those around her need to see. You gotta let that light shine, sister. Tell them about God. There's multitudes come through those doors. That meeting. That's right. Amen. Before you get to the Holy Ghost, Amen. The more it'll spill out. When they walk past you, they'll know that something's different about you. Amen. You get on fire for God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. If a king can work in a sheep pen. Guarantee Sister Carrie to work at Walmart and win souls. Mm -hmm. right. Amen. Amen. I don't think God does things by accident. No, sir. I think everything's directed on purpose. Praise the Lord. My, my, my. Thank you, Jesus. Trying to finish this up here. Amen. All right, so when the king needed him, he had the anointing, didn't he? And he was in the sheep pen. They went and got him out of it, didn't they? Yep. Praise the Lord. In verse 23, we find that that, that anointing worked. It said that it came to pass that when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul, that David took a harp and played it with his hands. And Saul was refreshed and well, and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. You know, just because you have an anointing, in your life don't mean that God's automatically going to deliver you from the den of lions. Right. It simply means when you're put in the den of lions that he can shut the den of lions' mouths. That's right. Understand this thing. Jesus was God Almighty walking around in the flesh, but yet he went and supped with the sinners and he preached to them and he healed their sick and he, he rose their dead. Why? Because there was a need through him for folks to realize who God is. There's a need for your anointing. Even though we're in the world, we're not of the world. So if you're trying to win people by being like the world, you'll never get the world won that way because they already have the world. What they need is Jesus. Right. right. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. My, my, my. I'll tell you something. Those around you know who's got the faith. They may not have discernment of the spirits if they don't have the Holy Ghost. They may not know what level you're on, whether you're having a good faith day or a bad faith day, but they know you believe something if you're standing for Jesus. That's right. And when they need that spiritual uplifting, and I'll promise you there's a time in everybody's life 
when whether they admit it or not, they need God. Yeah. We know there's coming a day where every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. But right now, we're looking for those who will start needing him right now. And we're looking to be the one in the sheep pen that has the anointing to offer them back. Right. Oh, come on. Don't you get discouraged because you ain't won the souls you want to win. Don't get discouraged because your own spirituality ain't on the level you want it to be. You just hang on to God. You just feed that anointing through your prayer, fasting, through your obedience to God, and allow God to elevate you. Praise the Lord. My, my, my. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm about done. I'm going to try to be. Verse, uh, chapter 17 here, verse 15. He says, But David went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep in Bethlehem. So there we go again. He was moved. The musician, the chief musician that calmed the spirits of Saul, he was elevated into that. Where did God send him? Right back to feed the sheep. We need to get rid of our egos, don't we? You know, I have a, I have a vision and a desire in my heart. I don't know if the Lord will ever let me have it or not. But if you ask me today, well, Luke, with you, what do you want to do? I'm going to say, you know what I want to do? I want to not ever have to worry about money. I just want to worry about serving God. I don't want to have to worry about where my next meal is coming from. How am I going to feed my wife and children? I just want to have church and be a witness for him. Amen. And I get to do that a lot. But sometimes right now I've still got obligations that I need to meet. And so there's work and there's being out there. But I don't leave my anointing. I go do what I got to do to take care of my own. Because if a man don't provide for his own, he's worse than an infidel. I do my providing. I do my preaching. And I'm not going to leave my anointing just because not everything's wrapped up in a bouquet like I desire it to be. Right. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Come on. I'm not going to get up here. I'm not going to get on the television and lie to you. And tell you God's going to prosper you if you'll send me all your money. Yeah. Although if you're not in the tithe program with God, you need to get in it because you're cheating yourself. Right. Amen. Come on. But I am here to tell you I have a desire. Amen. Full time. All time. Living for God. Moving as the Spirit of the Lord would move me to. Amen. Maybe I get to live that out someday. Maybe I don't. But if I gotta go back to the sheep pen, Brother Floyd, and work out of it, I'm okay with that. Right, amen. Amen. I'm okay with that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But back in the sheep pen. Somebody say back in the sheep pen. Back, back in the sheep pen. The Lord moves again. Amen. He said here in 17 to Jesse said unto David his son, Take thou thy brother and if he fought and parched corn. And these ten loaves and run to the camp to thy brother and carry these ten cheeses unto the captain of their thousands and look how thy brother fare and take their pledge. We all know the story. He called him out of the sheep pen to go check on his brother. When he got there, there's a big giant named Goliath that had come to defile the armies of God. There was another opportunity for the shepherd boy to use the anointing. Amen? Amen. 
Amen. for God. What are you using your anointing for? Isn't that the purpose of it? It's God's glory. Yeah. It's not going to share it with another. Should we be using our anointing? Not for our own benefits, but for God. Right. Amen. Another time, another opportunity. You all have read the story, no doubt, where he slew Goliath. He challenged the giant. He, he took a sling. One stone hit him between the eyes. And he ran and he cut his head off with his own sword, with the giant's own sword. But here in verse 32, still in the 17th chapter, it said, And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. He's referring to the giant that nobody wanted to fight. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go up against this Philistine to fight with him. For thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant keepeth his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him, and I smote him. And I delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by the beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And, the, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defiled the armies of the living God. Let me tell you something. When you're letting that anointing work through you in the sheep pen, when you get out there and have to face big giants, that anointing, that same anointing that you have already proven will not fail you. Right. But if we've not done the work in the sheep's pen, when no one's watching, when we can let it slide, when it seems less important, we'll not have the faith, the power, or the victory to take on a giant. thing we can do today is because we're not where we desire to be in our lifting of ourselves up whatever pedestal that we put us on is to quit using our anointing amen, amen. I, I can as my mind flashes I can call several people by name I can say they're so power packed Brother Bonhoeffer how are they sitting where they're sitting? God uses them mightily. You know some of these people. But they're working in the sheep pen. Because it's about God's glory. And one day they'll take on a giant. One day no doubt God will exalt them in due time. Because the Bible said that he would. Amen. Amen. But their heart is fixed. They're sold out. Whatever their work and service to God means. Well, it's being led away captive. Amen. Uh, being the maid and still broadcasting God. Amen. That a leper may receive his miracle. Well, God's got people all over the world that are simply saying, yes, Lord. Whatever my situation, I'm going to continue to live and work and be what you called me to be. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes it's really hard, church. There's real tragedy. 
there's real heartbreak out there that you will have to put on hold. But you got to power on through it. My dear pastor was laid at my dad on his deathbed. And I knew when I walked out the door, the Lord had already moved on me. For the last time I get to see him alive. He said, son, you got to go over the church. You got to be there for the people. I had to carry my anointing, what I was called to do, what he had told me to do. I still a lot of times don't think I've ever got to mourn for my loss because I've tried to go on with my calling. But if one thing he ever taught me, it's God and the anointing in the church that matters. Right. Everything else will fall into place right. and take care of itself. But you've got to be obedient to God. You've got to let that anointing power you and lead you to impact and help the lives of others while doing your best to build the kingdom of God. Right. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I've been so fortunate, so blessed to have great men of God in my life. Amen. People of God like you, men of God like my dad. Lord, no, I needed that, Sister Robin. I lived half of my life in the world. I wasn't around godly people. And so when it come time to get in the church, Lord blessed me so richly. would put me with folks who would love me, pray for me, show me how to live for God, encourage me to do what was right instead of wrong. And folks, that's the type of person we all need to be in God. Amen. We've got to find that, that, that desire that only comes from the Lord, that God-given desire, amen, to not only be the best we can be, but to be the best help for others to change their life. Amen. That they can let their light shine, amen, to have a more impact on others. There'll always be a church. The gates of hell is not going to prevail against the church. There's going to be those that are saved. There's going to be those that are lost. We have got to choose to be saved. Amen? Amen. We can't fall into love with the things of this world, with the things of flesh in such a great way that it robs our spirituality or our love for God and truth. Amen. My, my, my. Hallelujah. I feel God in a special way today in this place. I don't know what the service has been like to you, but my, 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 I feel like God has really visited me Thank in today in this place. Let's give him a hand clap of praise.